on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in a cold. Bad bitch, booted swole. Got her on bankroll. Can't fold, that's a no. Headshot, case closed. What is up, guys? It's Andy Priscilla, and this is the show for the realists. Say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness, and delusions of modern society. And welcome to motherfucking reality, guys. Today, we have Andy and DJ Cruise the motherfucking internet. And that's what we're going to do. That's what CTI stands for, Cruise the Internet. Guys, this is Real AF, and we are a little bit different than most of the other shows. We have shows within the show. And today, you're going to hear CTI. That's Cruise the Internet. That's our what's going on in the world show, okay? Uh, politics, culture, uh, current events. We break it down. We throw some headlines on the screen. We talk about what may be true, what may not be true. We speculate on what it means. And then we talk about how we can all contribute to being a problem. Well, some of us contribute to being a solution to the problems in society. Uh, other times you tune in, we have Q&AF. That's a question and answer segment on the show. That's where you get to submit questions and we answer them on the show. The questions can be submitted a couple different ways. The first way is... Guys, email those questions into askandy at andyforsella.com. That's askandy at andyforsella.com. The other way is that uh, you can now go on YouTube and watch the full Q&AF episodes. And in the comments section, after you click subscribe, you can drop a question. And we only take the questions for people to actually subscribe. I don't know how we tell that, but I'm just telling you that. We do it. We got a, we got a tool, all right? Yeah. So uh, click subscribe, ask us some questions. We'll answer them on the show. Other times you tune in, we have Real Talk. Real Talk is five to 20 minutes of just some real talk that I think needs to be said. Um, and then we have Full Length. Full Length is what you see on a lot of other podcasts where we sit down with Yes, and we have conversations. Now, this is a personal development show, and you're probably wondering why we talk about current events on a personal development show. Well, it's kind of like the fish in the aquarium, dude. Uh, if the water's dirty, the fish dies. And if we don't have freedom and we don't have uh, the fertile soil of capitalism in this country, our dreams are not obtainable. So, most of the show is personal development based on my 24 years of business experience and success. I share that with you for free. And then we talk about the environment, which is not the environment like Greta Thunberg, the environment, the environment that we live in, the personal business culture, which requires freedom. All right. So freedom is a very strong theme on this show. So that's how the show kind of breaks down for the valuable information that we give away on the show. We simply ask one thing. You will not hear me read ads on the show. You will not see ads for the show. I don't take money from people to talk about things that I don't use or like, all right? If I talk about something, it's because I really like it. I do that so I can deliver an authentic message and an authentic point of view without having to deal with a bunch of knuckleheads telling me what they can and can't say, all right? In exchange for all of that, we have this very simple thing called the fee. The fee is, please share the show. Please share the show if we deliver value. If we make you laugh, we make you think. If we give you a new perspective, if we teach you some tactics that are going to help you, if whatever it is, if, we, if it's a, not a waste of your time, you say, that's a good fucking show. I, I learned something there, or I thought something there, or it changed my mind on this, or got me thinking about this. Please share the show. That's how we grow the show. It's the only way we grow the show. And we've been able to maintain a very, very, very high level, elite level podcast for almost a decade based upon the simple idea of value exchange. If we do good, you do good. And I appreciate you guys so much that do share the show. So that's the rundown on the show. Uh, what do we got? Oh, we got some good ones. We do. Oh man, this is a loaded episode. I'll just loaded. Stop by saying that. But full, full ball sack. This is girthy. 
salty chocolate balls. I mean, mm-hmm. like it's. I mean, bro, they're there. Swollen balls. They're, they're massive. Yeah. Right. Um, Ready to release. But yeah, no, I, I wanted to check in with you though before we even got your in face. There. Well, somebody's face. <laughs> um, I just want to make it awkward. I mean, it was it caught me off a little bit for sure. All uh, right, no man, I, I want to check in with you, man. How you doing? How how was your weekend? Had a great you event. Know, I mean, let's listen, bro. I'm I'm sitting here in this amazing company with all these amazing people doing amazing work. I got to speak to a bunch of people this weekend. I got to speak with David Goggins and Ed Milet. Got to help a bunch of people. Sitting here drinking this. Amazing first form protein drink that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we sell. I didn't know if you know we sell those things. It's not an ad, all right? Uh, and I'm Jack Tan and rich as fuck and having a good fucking day. Hey. So that's how I'm doing. Well, let's fuck it up for some tyrants then. Yeah, let's do. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to enjoy it while it lasts before they put me in the gulag. Yeah, for sure. Because apparently Tucker's going there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all man. Right. Well, we got, well, how are you doing? I'm, do- I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful Monday. And uh, when we were recording this, and um, yeah, weekend was good, man. It was. It good. was good. It was fun, man. It was fun to be around. It was fun to be around people that want to get better. Mm-hmm. You know, real talk, all jokes aside. I love being in the personal development space. Um, I think a lot of it is corny as fuck. I think a lot of the people in it are corny as fuck. You guys know that. Like, I don't really vibe with a lot of these people. But the people who actually give a fuck about getting better. When I'm around those people, dude, it just like super energizes me and makes me feel good. And yeah. um, I'm very, very grateful to be in the position where I get to be around that consistently. You yeah. know, and that's cool. Yeah, you know, I have access to that. Yeah, brother. Like everybody I talk to, you know, on a, uh, because I've been in this in this space for so long, the personal development thing. You know, I'm kind of surrounded by people that just want to get better all the time. Like whether it's here inside of our companies or whether it's you know, go speaking or whether it's people that follow me, like everybody wants to get better. And I fucking love that, dude, because not everybody has that. And I think I'm probably one of the few people on the planet that is literally surrounded 20 people deep, 100 people deep in every direction that truly want to get better. They're not bitching. They're not whining. They're not being fucking pussies. They're saying, fuck. All right. Maybe I didn't have the ideal position in life or I wasn't born with the with the perfect setup, but I'm going to do everything I fucking can to be better. And bro, that to me is a pretty awesome deal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's a pretty cool thing. It's refreshing. Dude, it, it, it just is. And it's, I'm used to it because I've been around it so long. But sometimes, like this weekend, when, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm reminded of how cool it is. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just fucking cool, dude. So I'm feeling good, man. Hell yeah. That stuff energizes me. Fuck yeah, man. Well, yeah, well, let, let's piss off some tyrants. Let's do that, man. We got a good show, guys. Uh, remember, if you want to see any of these articles, Pictures, links, videos, go to theandyfratello.com. You can find them linked there. Um, also, drop down in the YouTube com, uh, description below uh, and check that out. But you can only see the description if you subscribe. Yeah. So, you can only see us if you subscribe. Actually, dude, we only exist if you subscribe. We don't even fucking exist if yeah. you don't subscribe. Our balls stay swollen if you don't. And that's <laughs> painful. Everybody knows that. So please relieve us of our pain by just <laughs> clicking that subscribe. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of audio people like our, our podcast is all audio focused. So like eight and a half years on audio, everybody's used to listening on audio, but it's cool. It's really cool because what I've discovered is, is that even though most of the people on audio do not go over to YouTube, the YouTube community is like its own thing. Yeah. Like I never really gave you too much attention. You know, I, we did a lot of Instagram and I, I've been doing Instagram and I'm fucking over it. And that was a mistake of mine. Like that's something I wish I would have done from the beginning. Right. Um, 
But like doing it now and like even though we're just getting started at it, I love the community that is that it's is on YouTube there. versus other social media platforms because like the yeah, you get a couple dickheads, but like for the for generally, dude, like 99.9%, the people are cool. You know, they actually have real questions or real comments. They're not rude. And it's like a more civil public discourse. And I just fucking, I think that's, that's cool. Like we should be able to have conversations. We should be able to disagree with people on certain points and not fucking unfollow. Good dude. I don't fucking care. Uh, Unfollow for this. Like, bro, everybody's leveraging their own fucking, like their, their follower number. Like nobody cares, dude. Fucking unfollow all you want. Don't buy my shit. Get the fuck out. I don't care. You know what I'm saying? You'll still see it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. You're still going to see it, bro. And you're still going to be back, bitch. Yep, yep. Like, that's the way it works. So, like, the, but I, I just feel like the YouTube community is, like, just cooler. Like, it's, like, than the other social media platforms. I don't know. It's I mean, a different vibe. It is. I, I mean, but I think, I think that's a thing. That's it's a like a whole new, thing. it's like a whole, it's, we're, we're being introduced to a whole new audience. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of these people, they don't listen to pl- podcasts on audio. And they're not on Instagram. These are people that just go on YouTube. I, yeah. I don't know, man. I Big regret of mine right now is that I didn't do it sooner. I mean, but isn't that a thing, though? Like, it's hard to be omnipresent on social media because the platforms are so... Well, yeah, bro, you, gotta, you, you either got to just do that or yeah. you got to have a really... I mean, you got to have a, 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 a lot of people to help you. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. just a lot. Yeah. But yeah, anyway. Yeah. YouTube is cool, so we yeah. appreciate you guys. Yeah, we do. Um. Yeah. So let's let's get into this, man. We got we got. There's a lot out here. All right. There's a lot. So let's let's dive into this. Uh, we're gonna get this show started. Headline number one. Headline number one reads: Tucker Carlson, 53, leaves Fox News. Network's most popular host agrees to part ways, sending share price plummeting nearly four percent just days after broadcaster agreed 787 million dollar Dominion settlement. That's 4% in like half a day. It's a lot. It's a shit ton. So, yeah. So, Tucker Carlson is out uh, at Fox News after a seven-year reign as its most watched nightly host and 14 years after first joining as a contributor. In a shocking announcement Monday, the network announced his departure, saying his final show was on April 21st. Uh, Quote, Fox News Media and Tucker Carlson have agreed to part ways. We thank him for his service to the network as a host, and prior to that as a contributor, the network statement read. Uh, host Harris Faulkner also announced his departure on air, saying, quote, we have some news from within our Fox family. Fox News Media and Tucker Carlson have mutually agreed to part ways. Tucker's last show was this past Friday. Uh, an interim roster of hosts uh, will take over his, uh, in his absence until a permanent replacement is chosen. Uh, Carlson, who signed off his final show on Friday uh, with Quote, that's it for us for the week. We'll be back is yet to comment. Uh, shares in Fox Corp, the network's parent company, fell by 5% after the announcement, wiping $690 million from its market value. Here's a, <clears throat> here's a quick look at that. I mean, dude, that, like, that's a shit ton. That's it. That's between the hours of 10 a.m. and 12 p.m. and two-hour time frame. Two hours. That chart is in a two-hour time frame. Like half a billion dollars in fucking two hours. It's going to get worse. Um, so Carlson's departure comes just five days after Fox settled with Dominion Voting Systems, which it sued for defamation, claiming hosts like Carlson knew President Trump's election frauds claims were untrue, but pushed them for ratings. 
Dominion sued for $1.6 billion and settled for $787 million uh, at the 11th hour, narrowly avoiding an embarrassing and highly prized, uh, publicized trial where Carlson and other hosts would likely have been called as witnesses. His departure also comes uh, just four days after that of Don, uh, Dan Bongino and several months after Fox parted ways with President Trump's daughter-in-law, Laura. Among discoveries submitted before the trial were text messages in which Carlson described his, quote, passionate hatred of President Trump. Don't know how much that plays into it, but it's there. Now, uh, Carlson's show, Tucker Carlson Tonight, was the gleaming jewel of Fox Nightly's lineup, drawing in three and a half million viewers every single night. But a series of recent controversies, including the Dominion claims uh, and his own comments about the January 6th riots, led him into hotter water, uh, hotter water than ever, even as he was used to. Um, and at the same time, Don's gone. In the same exact hour. In the same hour. All right. And th- there's, there's some more deep stuff here, man. So, so Don Lemon, headline reads, Don Lemon fired from CNN, stunned by how he found out. Um, Don Lemon, the controversial anchor of CNN this morning, has been fired from CNN, an abrupt outster uh, that follows a slew of scandals from the gaff-prone anchor. In a fiery tweet on Monday, Lemon claimed to have been blindsided by the news, saying he was informed that CNN fired him via his agent, uh, UTA's Jay Shores. Here's his tweet. It says, quote, I was informed this morning by my agent that I have been terminated by CNN. I am stunned. After 17 years at CNN, I would have thought that someone in management would have had the decency to tell me directly. At no time was I ever given any indication that I would not be able to continue to do the work that I have loved at the network. It is clear that there are some larger issues at play. With that said, I want to thank my colleagues and the many teams I have worked with for an incredible run. They are the most talented journalists in the business, and I wish them all the best. Uh, but CNN responded to that. They, they said, quote, Don Lemon's statement about this morning's events is inaccurate. Uh, CNN also tweeted out, quote, he was offered an opportunity to meet with management, but instead released a statement on Twitter. Uh, separately, the Post has learned that Lemon has tapped former CNN flash uh, flack Allison Gallist to advise him during his acrimonious split with CNN. Uh, Gallist's former CNN CEO, Jeff Zucker's girlfriend. Uh, Zucker and Gallus were both ousted from the network after the affair came to light in 2022. Now, here's the interesting thing. Oh, we also got Donnie, uh, DT, Donald Trump. He tweeted in about this. Uh, he posted the truth. Uh, he says, uh, quote, good news. The dumbest man on television, Don Lemon, has finally been fired from fake news CNN. My only question is what took them so long? <laughs> so, I mean, I don't- well, well, bro, that's a valid point. Because yeah. he literally drove their ra- him and uh, uh, what's the other guy Como drove their fucking ratings into the shitter, into and they've the not trash. been able to get him out. Yeah. So I mean, like, what did take him so long? Oh well, we're trying to push a fucking narrative. That's what took him so long. Yeah. Now I will say this though. So I mean, both uh, if you go to the Fox News website and you go to CNN CNN's website, they both have published uh, published an article about you know Don Lemon's firing on CNN, Fo- uh, Tucker on, on on Fox, and they both are eerily similar. They're very, very short, very, very sweet. They give, you know, you know, hey, we thank him for his service. Yeah, no insight. No insight into mm-hmm. anything. And, and that was like, that's it. It's literally like maybe, maybe a fucking paragraph or two, right? Um, and that's pretty much it, man. And so 
I don't know what what you got on this. Is there a more sinister? I mean, what, I like, mean, look, what are man, we looking at here? Look, dude. <clears throat> it's like I've been saying for a long time. These people are all friends. They all know each other. They're all coordinated each other. Mainstream media is the, this would be like if you own CNN and I own Fox and we're mm-hmm. friends, but we're running, you know, like, dude, like for me, like I'm friends with all the other guys, generally almost every single other guy that, that owns a company in my spaces, whatever space I'm in, I usually know all the other owners. Yeah. Okay? Like have a working relationship. Yeah, motherfucker. Like I talk to Hani every fucking day. He owns Evogen. I talk to the guys that own fucking all these other companies on a regular basis. Like we're all cool. We all get along. People think we hate each other because we're competitors. That's not even true. Everybody gets along behind the scenes. Okay. So now imagine that dynamic in the media and imagine that dynamic with the biggest companies in the world and imagine that dynamic with the politicians. All right. That's what we're talking about and what we're dealing with. And the fact that these two guys were let go literally on the same day and then in the same like hour span, that's a red flag. Okay, and what that says to me is it says a couple different potential possibilities. One, I definitely feel like it's coordinated. It could be surface level. It could be they fired Tucker. It's such a massive fucking story that they tried to sneak in the firing of Lemon at the exact same time and basically let it go go away because like he's such a pain in the ass. Like, can't you can't you visualize this guy crying racism, crying victimhood? suing him, crying all this shit. Like, that's what this fucker's about. He's always been about it, all right? He's not a real journalist. He's a fucking talking head for a narrative that they put on a fucking screen that someone else writes, okay? Now, that could be one scenario. It could just be that. It could be Tucker got fired because of his positioning with the Dominion thing, and it could be the, the J6 thing. It could, be, it could be they're just fucking tired of it, and they said, fuck it. But that doesn't make sense because Tucker is Fox News. All right. And they are going to fucking suffer. And I actually think this will kill Fox News. I don't think there's any reason for people to watch Fox News after this man leaves because all the other ones are so clearly biased to like if you watch Hannity, bro, and like I have never met Sean Hannity. I've never talked to him. But if you watch him, his bias is so hard to the right and to the establishment right that it's like not palatable to anybody even in the middle. And and they they paint Tucker as far right, but the reality is the dude's got the biggest show on television for a reason, and the reason is because he resonates with most common sense Americans. So does that make American all far right? I mean, this guy's got a show that's 10 times bigger than the fucking CNN network. Right. You see right. what I'm saying? Right. So right. like, why would you cut that out? Why would you cut out your highest performer? And so that's the thought process that I think about, and I think about it from like, if I own the network, right? And what I, what I personally think could be going on, and this is just speculation, but, but. Need your hat? Yeah, I think I do need to put the hat on. Hold on. I think I, I, think I need some help on this. So, well, hold on. <laughs> I need some help. <laughs> now, hold on. Yep, yep. <clears throat> I think I'm getting help. <laughs> Wait, are you, are you, no. <laughs> so I got some help, all right? It's working. I can feel the help. And I'm going to speculate here, and I'm going to go out on a limb. But considering the fact that these motherfuckers all know each other, and they all talk, and they all coordinate, all right, could it be that they are deciding as a whole 
to go a completely different direction with their left-right narrative? Could it be that they are either going to all coordinate to go the same direction, right? Or could it be that they're actually going to take away the divisiveness for a while because things are getting so heated that people are starting to realize who's pulling the strings and who the puppet masters are, okay? And they know that if they keep pulling the strings and who the puppet masters are, there's a lot of us and not very many of them. So could it be that they are trying to calm it down because their plan of the 2030 agenda, basically global communism, one world government, I don't have time to explain it all, but like go listen to the last three fucking years of my show and basically read Klaus Schwab's book. Could it be that they have failed and they realize that they have failed? And instead of continuing to try and push this plan, could it be that they're going to potentially smooth things over and not try to be as divisive to try to bring back some sort of sense of normalcy, regroup, and then execute their plan later? Because in the history, how communism works is they push, 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 push. When they start to get real resistance, they stop, they let go back a little bit. So it's like five steps forward, two steps back, five steps forward, two steps back. That's their play. So in my mind, what makes sense, like I said, I believe I said on the last show, I believe they're going to run Michelle Obama, Mm -hmm. okay? Could it make sense that potentially they are going to try and unify America around Michelle Obama the exact same way that they did with Barack Obama? Remember that? I do. Hope, change, we need to come together. Unity. Okay, and they can't do that with divisive messaging coming from the left, CNN, MSNBC, all these other main media, and then Fox. They can't do that. They don't get their way. With two of the most polarizing. That's correct. Yeah. So yeah. so how I see it, and you know, this is pure speculation, but I see that as a real possibility. And I see that they have not gotten where they wanted to go. People call bullshit. They smell bullshit. And there's enough people standing up now looking at like what happened to Anheuser-Busch, right? Mm. Looking at what, what's, what's happening. The left no longer has the fucking cancel culture power. The right has all the fucking power, which is what I've been telling you guys for, I don't know, the last three and a half years. The numbers have always been that way. They didn't shift. They've always been that way, all right? So we're dealing with what I believe a small minority of people who are making coordinated decisions based around the fact that they haven't been able to impose their will enough on us in the time frame that they selected and they're regrouping and coming up with a different strategy. And the strategy that makes sense to me builds on what I said last show, which was they're going to try to run Michelle Obama. They're going to try to, to do a, a, a unifying message of hope change. And they're going to try to bring back that Barack Obama magic based around them calming shit down in society because they can't do it when things are like how they are. Cause right now, Tons and tons by, by the day, percentages, big percentages of the black vote are shifting to the right. They are starting to realize that this is bullshit. And, and what they need to get Michelle Obama in is more identity politics. And the only way that they can stop the bleeding from the black vote from going from the left to the right is to calm shit down a little bit. So that's how I see it. My mind is very strategic. That's the only thing that really makes sense to me. Could it be something else? It could be a lot of different things, but that's how I'm seeing it right now. No, I mean, it, make, it makes completely sense. And, it's, and when you think about it in, in the terms of like their, their agenda, right? They tried, they, they tried to expedite this whole fucking agenda. And they tried to do that with the COVID thing. 
And because there was just enough resistance, it kind of fucked their plans up. Right. And so now people are way more privy to understanding of like what's going on. Right. There was this three year lag. More people are waking up. More people are realizing the shit that's going on. And you actually alluded to that with the whole Dominion case thing. I think if that shit would have went to trial, it would have exposed exactly how this yeah. mainstream media fucking operates. Yeah. So Which is coordinated. They like they being these elite leftists, like these these elite fucking people. Mm-hmm. Right. They were expecting that their plan would have been way further progressed down the road Agreed. than it was. Yes. And so I think I agree with you completely. This is them taking off the push. Yeah. Slowing off the push because shit. Okay, fuck. fuck we got we got to well, go back. Well, look, dude. Look. When you are puffing your chest, right? And because that's what's happening here. You have to think of it as a pure numbers game. They own the media. They own the technology, the big tech. Okay. So they've been able to create an illusion for and 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 impose their will on society for the last 12 to 15 years because they've been able to use technology, fake accounts, bots, algorithms, suppression of one narrative, the propping up of another. Like, dude, if you just even just one of those things, suppressing of one side and the open algorithm for the other side, the open algorithm is going to appear to be the popular algorithm. Because do you see what I'm saying? So they've manufactured this, but here's the problem everybody's awake now. Like everybody's waking up to all of these things that we've been saying for years and years and years. And other people have been saying them too for years and years and years. When you look at Donald Trump, who, and regardless of what you think of him, when he gets 100,000 fucking people to come to a rally and Joe Biden gets fucking 12 cars with two people in each and they say it's because of COVID, at first everybody thinks that, they think, oh, well, that makes kind of sense. But it doesn't. You can't find anybody on the street that supports Joe Biden. Fucking anywhere. And everybody knows it, okay? So we're in a situation now where everybody's seeing that the numbers are over here. And we're seeing it in economic data now. Anheuser-Busch. Remember when they ran that poll back in 2020 or 21 that I called bullshit on on the show? It was a Yahoo poll Mm -hmm. where they said, how likely are you to uh, patronize a restaurant who requires vaccination? And it was 80% or 87-something percent no, 13% uh, yes, I would go to that restaurant. Remember that? Yep. That was a big mistake for them because they, they actually put out a genuine poll instead of a fake poll. Yeah. And, people don't, and, and people started to see the truth. Remember that? Yeah, I do. We covered that. it yep. on the show. Yep, we did. All right? We did. That was a big deal. Yeah. They fucked up right there. Yeah, and remember <laughs> me saying that they fucked up? Like, yeah. hey, look, there's the fucking data right there on Yahoo. Yeah. Okay? So what's happened here is that they... They are a small minority of very, very rich human beings. Very, very powerful. Generationally powerful. Been in power for fucking decades and decades and decades. These people are very few. And we, the peasants, are very large. Okay? They are at risk of exposing themselves to the point where they can't fucking stop the backlash. I actually believe they're already past that point. I think they live in their little bubbles. I think that they're not aware of the real vibe on the, on the street. They, they, look at, they look at New York, Chicago, and L.A. as the main fucking epicenters of what people's thoughts are, when in reality, everybody else lives other places. They believe in their own data. That's that what manipulate. I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's, like, it's like an Instagram celebrity that has 14 million fake followers believing they're a real celebrity. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So they start to believe in their fucking power, and... And, and they've run with it. And I think they've crossed the line and I don't think there's any coming back from it. I think too many people see it. 
Too many people understand it. I don't think whatever they do at Fox News or CNN, I think this will be the death of Fox News. I think that people will stop watching MSM and all the information will come to us. Free thinking And people platforms. like us. Yeah. Okay. So this is actually a good move for us, honestly. Yeah. Um, but, and other independent, you know, media sources. But the point is, is that there's, a, there's more, like Don Lemon said it. This is, what do you say? There's more to this or there's, a, it's a bigger, what do you say? Put up his thing again. His uh, statement? Yeah. He said it in a statement. He said, with that, what he said, uh, said it's, it's clear, clear that there are some larger issues at play. That's right. That's right. He's telling the truth. And I'm going to be interested in what he says after this, because apparently he's fucking, he's pissed off. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like, we're going to find out. And here's the thing. And like, I mean, with this stuff, it's hard to even, because CNN is so like full of shit, it's hard to even tell it. Like, is Don Lemon being honest? Or did CNN actually reach out? Is his tape? You know what I'm saying? Like it's hard to even know what that it's truth he is. He says, she said, right? Yeah, I and mean, because they've 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 dropped the ball with the public trust for so fucking long, like it's hard to believe either, I, either one of those. I, I I in this case, I believe CNN probably did do that. Did which part? Offered him the meeting and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I believe that, but because I think Don Lemon is a fucking total fucking asshole. Yeah, like dude, if you're gonna sit on TV and you're gonna try to divide people along race. Divide people along vaccines. Tell people that they're going to fucking, they should go to jail for not taking a medicine that's not fucking proven at all. That's potentially dangerous. You're a piece of fucking shit. 100%. Now, I mean, uh, I will say this though. Don Lemon, if you see this and, and, and you hear this, if you are really that fucking pissed off with CNN, I'll tell the truth. Start singing. Yeah. Tell the truth. Show us how, you're how going to start. Off. You're going to start seeing people come the fuck out, like these whistleblower types. More and more and more. And the reason is, is because of what I'm saying in this conversation. That the potential for true exposure of their agenda is, is happening more and more every day. They are getting closer and closer and closer to being fully exposed. All right. As we get closer to that line where these people are fully exposed for, the, for their nefarious agenda for the United States of America and the world. And we're closer and closer to the mainstream uh, normies, so to speak waking up and seeing it, the people who are involved in it get scared. They start getting nervous. They're like, fuck, dude, if we get caught, we're going to fucking hang, right? And so you're going to see more and more and more people start coming out, telling the fucking truth because yeah. it's getting too close to that line. And dude, at the end of the day, it's always a numbers game. It's a numbers game. There's a whole bunch of peasants and there's very few of them. And I'm a peasant, by the way. We're all of, all of you listening, you're the peasants. Even you guys in the FBI and the CIA, you're doing their fucking work. You're peasants too to them. Just realize that. You're just useful peasants. So we're, there's more of us than there is fucking of them. And they're, they're, they're very aware of that. And their plan hasn't gone as planned. And it's my opinion that things are going to go one of two ways. One, they're either going to go full blast and try to get to like that, that communist state as quickly as possible, which might be the case because of what Joe Biden did with the mortgages. Um, if you guys didn't, did we cover that? No, we didn't cover that. Okay. So last week, Joe Biden created, a, or a, they put in a system, I'm not sure how they snuck it in, but basically where if you have over a certain credit score, you pay a higher interest rate. And if you have a lower interest score, you pay less of an interest rate. And the interest, the, the, they're rewarding people who don't have good credit scores and punishing people who do. Now, everybody's pissed about that. And they're saying, oh, it's unfair. It's unfair. It's unfair. But they're not seeing it for what it is. What it actually is, is they're incentivizing mediocrity. They're incentivizing the, the lapse of work ethic and pride and doing good and being excellent 
Remember, I tell you, what's the, what's the ultimate rebellion? Personal excellence. They want to remove personal excellence. So they incentivize mediocrity in order to create dependence on them as much as possible. And they're trying to accelerate it. So when I think of the indicators of how we're trying, what they're trying to do um, with the complete demoralization and the removal of achievement culture and personal excellence from society, that mortgage move, that's what that point was. This, so all of those two things, those two things, this thing we're covering with the lemon and Tucker and th this thing with the mortgages tell me that they are going to accelerate their plan because they're all the fuck in. But it could be the other thing too. It could be the thing about we're trying to calm shit down because we're going to bring in this candidate who everybody loves and we need identity politics to work and we can't make identity politics to work when, when we are literally pushing the population that votes for us to the other side with our divisive behavior. So there's two ways. It could either go real fast or it's going to slow down for a little bit and they're going to regroup. Um, but I believe that it's, it's all strategically being done for one of those two reasons. Well, and time will way, tell which one it is. Our response has to be the same. Yeah, our response is fuck you. Our response is we're not fucking complying to your shit ever again. We're not going to listen to you. We're not going to believe you. We're going to validate everything you say to see if it's fact or if it's fiction. And uh, we don't trust you anymore ever again. And that needs to be the response. 100%. Yeah. Along with the call of accountability for sure. Uh, yeah. The, the people who organize this, that starting with the COVID shit, I'm talking about the main players. I'm talking about the people who are the organizers. I'm not talking about the doctor who was told by his administrator. I'm not talking about the administrator who was told by the WHO. I'm talking about the people who plan this shit out need to be made a fucking example of in public domain so that this never happens again. And by being made an example of, I'm talking about maybe like 100 or 200. Bro, there's 200 people that if they were eliminated off the face of the earth, we'd be a peaceful earth. Yeah. Like, dude, we deserve peace. None we deserve these, prosperity. Yeah, none of and, these sinister Thanos-ass motherfuckers. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, man. And so, like, dude, they understand that that's, that's the outcome that will happen if they continue to push. And that's what makes me think they're trying to back off. So yeah. only time will tell, but that's how it breaks down in my mind. Guys, how do you guys see it? Let us know in the comments. Tell us what you think. And uh, with that being said, that was headline number one. Let's move right along. Headline number two. Headline number two reads. White House warns Americans stranded in Sudan they are on their own. Tells up to 16,000 trapped citizens to shelter in place because it's not safe to evacuate during brutal fighting between rival military factions. Afghanistan 2.0 is kind of where I'm getting on this, right? So let's, let's dive into this. So White House spokesman John Kirby uh, said on Monday it's not safe to evacuate the remaining Americans out of Sudan as two powerful rival military factions battle it out for control of the East African nation. The United States evacuated U.S. embassy personnel on Sunday, but thousands of Americans still remain, and President Joe Biden's administration ruled out a further evacuation. Quote, we are providing the kind of support and facilitation to help Americans who want to be able to leave um, and Americans are in the process of availing, availing themselves of that, uh, he said at the White House press briefing. But when questioned, he said the assistance was to convoys arriving at the Red Sea with people looking to depart via Port Sudan. Uh, some U.S. civilians are in a U.N.-led convoy en route to the Red Sea, which the U.S. is monitoring. 
uh, Jake Sullivan said the U.S. has placed intelligence, surveillance, and reconnaissance assets over the land evacuation route to help facilitate safe travel by land from Khartoum to the port of Sudan. But the U.S. does not have any troops on the ground. Quote, we have started to see a more regular pattern of convoys begin to arrive, including convoys that have Americans in them, Sullivan said. Quote, once at the port, uh, then we are using diplomatic facilities in neighboring countries to help those Americans with their onward travel so they can get safely out of the country. Kirby said the same thing in his appearances on the morning television news shows. Uh, quote, there are several dozen Americans making their way through Sudan in a U.N.-led convoy, a convoy over which the U.S. has got some intelligence, surveillance, and reconnaissance assets to ensure their safety. It's a very, like, like, that is a, 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 an approved statement that was given to them to say, in my personal opinion, because um, they're saying literally word for word, verbatim, the exact same thing. Um, but uh, he continues, says, uh, quote, the United States military is providing overwatch through unnamed, uh, I'm sorry, unmanned assets to watch over that convoy to make sure that we're able to see whatever security problems they might face. Of course, we're looking at putting naval assets in the Red Sea near Port Sudan to help with any evacuation or assistance that American citizens might need, Kirby said on CBS. An estimated 16,000 private U.S. citizens are registered with the U.S. Embassy in Khartoum as being in Sudan, but officials dispute that number, warning that it'd be too high. It's not accurate, you know? Um, speaking of left-leaning uh, mainstream media sources, this is CBS that's, that's covering it. Um, they're saying the same thing. Now, again, I, I just... I worry that we may see a. Uh, I worry that we may see an Afghanistan 2.0, you know, and then you know, just a couple of weeks ago. You mean in terms of them just leaving Americans there? Leaving American, there Americans dying, you know what I'm saying? And like, I mean, let's be honest, like, you know, we're saying that we know why, but we also know that our own government has been used to create these type of disastrous rivals uh, in many countries in our history. Right. Like, so, I mean, they do it intentionally, intentionally. Yeah. Right. And so, I mean, I don't know, you know, and then, you know, two weeks ago, this article comes out where the headline reads, Biden blames Trump for Afghanistan withdrawal mess, then sneaks away to Camp David. And so I'm just I'm wondering, is this Sudan fluster? Is this Trump's fault, too? Right. Like, what's well, the response? Is, they, they don't have one single argument, bro, that doesn't involve Trump's no. name. Like, listen to this. In the sign of the administration's priorities, the name Trump is mentioned 14 times. Yeah. This is talking about the, the Afghanistan withdrawal. Mm -hmm. Trump's name, the name Trump, is mentioned 14 times while accountable appears just once. Right? And I mean, so, like, you know, okay. <clears throat> is this is this Afghanistan 2.0? Um, and uh, just final news on this, uh, the rival generals came to power after a pro-democracy uprising led to the ouster of the former leader, uh, Omar uh, Omar al-Bashir. In 2021, the generals joined forces to seize power in a coup. Uh, but Baran and Degallo fell out over a recent internationally brokered deal that was meant to incorporate the RSF into the military and eventually lead to civilian rule. It's not clear who is currently in control of the country. If you were president, how how do you send the message? How would you send the message to the rest of the world that Americans they, come first? They can't. That's not what this is about. This is about showing that we are actually incapable of rescuing our own citizens in front of the entire world. You're saying it's the complete opposite. 100%. This is, this is about showing 
the entire world that we are incapable of protecting our own people intentionally so that nobody is afraid or, or respects our country. This is another step in the long line of steps, starting with Joe Biden's first day in office where he canceled Keystone Pipeline. <clears throat> they kept the border open. They pulled out of Afghanistan. They've intentionally fucking printed trillions of dollars to inflate the currency. They've created every single scenario that they possibly can to make us weaker. They've sent all our weapons to Afghanistan. They've depleted our strategic oil reserves. This is the intentional dismantling, both literally and culturally and image-wise, of the United States of America, which has been known as the greatest country on the planet for literally 100 fucking years. Okay, so that's what we're dealing with. This has nothing to do with any... If you think this has anything to do with anything other than that, you have not been paying attention. So this is just another step to show these guys, these guys are ripe for the taking and to give morale to our enemies to take us. That's exactly what the fuck it is. And we're still over here arguing about dumb shit. Okay? So that's how I see it. Now, you might see it different, and maybe there's some other ways to see it different. Not sure, but that's how I see it after sitting here every day and pouring thousands of hours into, into this exact thing. How I see it is a move to show that we are incapable of protecting our own people abroad and that it's okay to fuck with America and we are right for the picking. And I think it's to embolden our enemies, embolden the world against us. All of our old allies are now siding with China. Yeah, all of them. That's what I'm saying. Like, dude, this is the downfall of America in real time, dude. And like you guys, you guys call that conspiracy. You're fucking stupid. Like you're, you're stupid. I don't know how it is a conspiracy. Yeah, but it's not a theory. Yeah. You know, like I'm just saying, like people try to deny it and say, that's not what happened. Well, let me ask you this, dude. If that were the mission, if the mission were to weaken our country and to keep it or to present it on a platter for our rivals to pillage and destroy and conquer, what would you do differently? Yeah. How else would you do it? How else would you do it? If you wanted to demoralize all of your citizens. Well, yeah, they're, they're making it. They're making it. People don't understand demoralization. They don't understand that they're trying to remove the hope from the citizens of the country so that there's less fight whenever the time comes to fight, whether that be with our voices or with weapons. No. So, like, it's making people say, well, fuck, it doesn't matter what I do. This is going to happen. Like, dude, we see this on the internet. It works, right? Look how many people say, nothing's going to happen. Yeah, that's true, but nothing's going to happen. The reason nothing's going to happen is because you fuckers keep saying nothing's going to happen instead of staying vigilant and in the fucking argument and, in, and, and uh, entrenched in the information warfare that's going on you know oh nothing's gonna happen fucking nothing's gonna happen yeah no shit because of you because you keep saying that and you keep just going along it's your own excuse and your own way of letting yourself off the responsibility of actually having to stand for something at this point in time that's how i see that too so like it's working absolutely man like dude there's all kinds of patriotic people that are saying yeah, well, what the fuck are we going to do? What do you mean, what the fuck are we going to do? We're going to do whatever the fuck we got to do. You know it's what I mean? Simple. Yeah. The fuck are we going to do? Whatever the fuck we have to do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, otherwise, your kids are going to be fucking slaves. Yeah. Dude, I'm like, not. Like, I, people don't understand that, bro. They think, they somehow think that things are just going to go back to normal. Things are never going back to normal unless we force normal. All right. That's reality. 
And whether we do that politically or any other way, the easiest way is the way I always tell you, which is culturally. Personal excellence is the ultimate rebellion. This is what they're afraid of. They're afraid of people saying, yeah, fuck them. I'm going to fucking get in shape. I'm going to take my career serious. I'm going to take care of my family. I'm going to raise fucking kids right. I'm going to take care of the neighbor's kids too because their dad's a fucking piece of shit. And I'm going to take responsibility for my own life, my own community to be a great example for everybody else to observe. And that spreads. And when that spreads, it creates a ton of humans that they cannot control because their plan, if you're paying attention, should be pretty obvious to see is to make you fat. They promote being obese as like this thing that's you should aspire to. They make you sick. They feed you food full of chemicals that you have to then take their pharmaceutical drugs to fix those things. Okay. They make you stupid. They indoctrinate you. They don't teach math, bro. Most high school seniors in California read on a fucking sixth grade level. They're changing the, the, they're changing the requirements for algebra, removing it from schools in San Francisco because to be racially equitable. So basically what that says is black people are too stupid to earn or to understand algebra. That's their fucking yeah. position. Yeah. And then they call everybody else racist. Right. We care about black people so much, so we'll just remove the requirements instead of actually teaching them. Yes. Yeah, we'll just, we'll just make it not Because they're incapable of learning. <laughs> just like they're incapable of getting a driver's license for voter ID. Just like they're incapable. Like, bro, these people are the most racist people in the fucking world. And they are projecting when they call everybody else racist. It's not about the words. It's about the actions. When you can, what is more racist than ignoring the, the immense amount of violent black crime that is literally destroying black communities in every single fucking city and pretending it doesn't exist? And then saying that when the people from the other side talk about it, that they're racist for pointing it out. That's not fucking racist, bro. People are dying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Racist is acting like it's not happening and not offering any solution, not giving a fuck and just letting these people kill each other. That's like the worst racism that's going on right now. Or intentionally doing things to make it worse. Bro, like not prosecuting people, the motherfuckers that are doing listen, it. <laughs> that's pe but dude, no, that's racism. Yeah, that's 100%. what I'm talking about. All 100%. of that shit together. But, but, but you're racist because you didn't vote for fucking Biden. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. I, like, ain't, I ain't even black. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You're, you're, the, you're the fucking, you're a coon. Yeah, right. You know, you're, a, yeah. you're the black face of white supremacy. Like you're all this shit over here. They're calling you all these names. And over here, they're dismantling the black communities and fucking letting them kill each other and then saying that you're racist for saying, hey, we should fucking address this. Okay? So that's, that's racism. Sticks and stones break my motherfucking bones. But you know what kills people? Fucking what's what they're doing intentionally. Mm -hmm. It's killing families, bro. And these are not black families, white. These are fucking American families. Period. Period. And both sides are guilty of letting this happen. The conservatives are letting it happen by having not the balls to say, hey, something needs to be done about that. Okay? They're afraid they're going to get called racist. The fucking progressive, the people in the middle who vote left, they think they're doing some sort of virtuous thing. They're confused. And then the people that they vote for are lit literally fucking racist. They're, they're killing those fucking communities intentionally. So like, we have to all understand what's going on to address the problem. You see what I'm saying? So like, dude, to me, <clears throat> all of this shit that's going on is all intended to literally weaken us and then also culturally weaken us and then also ruin our morale and our patriotism for the country.
why do you think they said that if you're patriot, like, bro, the government, domestic terrorists. bro, the government put out a warning that said if people call themselves patriots, they use the word patriot, patriotic American, that they could, should be potentially considered and looked at as domestic terrorists. Bro, we're talking about hot dog eating, chips eating on 4th of July, shooting fireworks, motherfucker, patriots, domestic terrorists in this country. Fuck you. Well, that's the thing. Whatever the fuck you call me, bro, I can promise you this. I'm a fucking patriot. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, because if we can remove that national identity, if we can remove your connection with this country, you wouldn't. You, you have nothing have, to fight for. Why would, why, would you, why would you fight for something you, won't, you don't? You won't even resist. They can take the country over without firing a shot. That's why we need a cultural revolution. That's why personal excellence is the answer. And that, that so people say, well, see, it's never going to happen. Nothing's going to happen. Yeah, nothing's going to happen because you're going to sit on your fat fucking ass complaining about nothing's going to happen instead of getting up and actually making something out of your life. That's why nothing's going to happen. Because this, this part of the deal is an individual responsibility that we all have as Americans. Every single one of you listening and everybody else, we have a responsibility to live at a high, good, moral level that represents the values of what this country is supposed to be. We have a responsibility to do so. That's the responsibility of being a citizen here. See what I'm saying? This isn't fucking free, bro. People died for this shit. They died for your shit. They died for you to sit there and eat fucking bullshit and fill your mind full of propaganda and fucking not try and give up on your dreams. They, they, people died for that. You're insulting them. My grandfather, my dad, my dad never met his biological father because he was killed fighting for this country in fucking France a few weeks after the fucking D-Day. People have fucking sacrificed for this. And you do people a zero service and zero respect by living your life less than what you could be. And that's the problem. Our whole country is fucked because we have too many people that just don't value what I just said. So, thanks, man. Guys, that was headline number two. It's time for our third and final headline, headline number three. Headline number three reads, exclusive. Representative Harriet Hagman calls for Antony Blinken to appear before the Weaponization Committee. This is a big deal. It was actually a pretty decent, uh, pretty decent take, especially coming from uh, Breitbart. They've been doing really, really well. I got to give, give, give them credit. I don't know the editors there, um, but they, like, they, they cover stuff very, very well. Um, I think they've gotten better. Yeah, that's what I, I'm saying. I like, think they've, they've gotten, gotten better. more balanced and less, less right-leaning. Well, they just take their opinions out of the shit and just tell, that's this is what, what we is. need. That's all we, we need. We need a fucking news network. That's it. Hey, it is going to rain today. These are the facts. Not umbrellas yeah. are racist. Okay. Not, that's <laughs> not, not what do I think of the facts. Right. These right. are the facts. Right. Right. But that doesn't get fucking clicks. Right. That's true. That's true. But they, they, they're doing good. So uh, let's, let's dive into this. So Representative Harriet Hagman, uh, who's a Republican of Wyoming, on Saturday called for Secretary of State Antony Blinken to appear before Congress to answer questions about his role in the crafting of a letter by 51 former intelligence officials that discredited the Hunter Biden laptop story weeks before the 2020 presidential election. Uh, in an exclusive interview, with Sirius XM's Breitbart News Saturday uh, with host Breitbart News Washington Bureau Chief Matthew Boyle Hagman, who sits on the select subcommittee of the weaponization of the federal government, said, quote, he better, he needs to. We have either the judiciary or the weaponization committees. We need to find out what happened here, and we need to find out to what extent he is compromised because, again, as Secretary of State, 
his obligation and oath is to the United States and the American citizens. Ohio Rep uh, Republican Representative Jim Jordan, chair of the Weaponization Committee, and Mike Turner, chair of the Intelligence Committee, on Thursday revealed that former CIA Deputy Director Mike Morrell testified to Congress that in October 2020, Blinken, who was then a senior advisor on the Biden campaign, reached out to him regarding the New York Post's Hunter Biden laptop story, prompting Morrell to write a letter signed by 50 other former intelligence officials suggesting the story was Russian disinformation. Quote, based on Morrell's testimony, it is apparent that the Biden campaign played an active role in the origins of the public statement, which had the effect of helping to suppress the Hunter Biden story. Jordan and Turner wrote in a letter that revealed Blinken's involvement. Hagman said Blinken's involvement in trying to cover up the Post story on Hunter Biden's laptop, which contained evidence suggesting Joe Biden and his family had profited from his son's shady foreign business dealings, called into question whether he can be a credible Secretary of State representing the American people. Quote, how does he interact with counterparts in the Chinese Communist Party, Russia, Ukraine, or whatever, Hagman said. Quote, what this is demonstrating is that the corruption goes extremely deep. But the bigger question is, how does he interact with his own boss when he knows the level of corruption in the White House? How does he protect America's interest abroad when he's doing the bidding of a man that he knows is absolutely corrupt and absolutely compromised, she added. Uh, Blinken, quote, uh, continues, Blinken knew what was on that laptop and he knew that laptop belonged to Hunter Biden and he knew and he knows now that the Chinese Communist Party has paid the Biden family millions of dollars. Who does he choose? Does he pick the Biden crime family to support and defend and protect them? Or does he protect the United States of America? We now know what the answer is, she added. Um, and of course, the State Department dodges questions on Blinken. Damn, dude, the fact that this is coming out is a fucking big deal. It's a massive deal, yeah. dude. It's a massive we deal. We talked about this, I don't know how many times, in terms of the 50 people who signed that piece of paper. That is actually fucking treason. It's treason. That's treason, dude. They knew it was fucking fake. They knew they were protecting an administration. Now they're saying it in public. Bro, this is a Bro, big this deal. Is, this is fucking Andy Domus, 4,000.0. I'm just saying. Yeah, it's a big deal. Now the State Department, uh, they're dodging questions. Uh, the State Department dodges questions on Blinken discrediting Hunter Biden laptop story ahead of 2020. The State Department refused to comment on whether Secretary of State Antony Blinken disputed Republicans' assertions that a senior advisor to the 2020 Biden presidential campaign, he was involved in recruiting former intelligence officers uh, officials in an effort to discredit the Hunter Biden laptop story. When asked specifically if Blinken dis uh, disputed the accuracy of the assertions and if he had planned to comply with Republican lawmakers' requests for more information, State Department Deputy Press Secretary Vedin Patel responded, quote, that, that is not a State Department issue, so I don't have a comment for you on that. And, dude, the, all the fuck, listen, like, this is a, 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 you know, the house of cards, right? Like, you build, they're fucking collapsing. This is why I was saying whistleblowers and truth tellers are going to begin to come out. And this could be also part of why they move, remove Tucker, because they know Tucker put him on fucking TV. Oh, None of the other motherfuckers will. Absolutely. Absolutely. Merrick Garland, he's fucking, like, dude, it's all fucking rolling, bro. bro. The, listen, this is treason. Like, we have to be very clear. This is treason. Sedition. It's sedition. Yeah. It, this, is, this is complete abandonment, and not just abandonment, but acting in the direct opposite of the interests of the people of the United States of America. 
These people are, I've been saying it for years, fucking they're compromised. We have an agent, in my opinion, of another country that wants to see us fail in our fucking White House with a bunch of people that are willing to go along with it. And I truly still believe, this is my opinion, that the election was fucking stolen and that we had a fucking coup at that time. That's what I believe. That was the original coup. Not I, J6. I think, well, I think the original coup was back when they killed Kennedy with the CIA. That's oh, where I yeah, think it started. Yeah, yeah. But I think what we're seeing now is we're seeing extreme obvious measures to maintain that facade because they let it get too far outside the boundaries of what American people would, would accept. So now they're in a situation where they are basically, they're willing to do it right in front of your face because they have to, because they understand what happens if they get caught. This is what's going to make them get caught. Okay. So this is amazing to come out. Uh, you and I talked about this many times. It's pretty cool to see it actually come to the news. Yeah. Uh, after a lot of you guys keep calling me all this shit, you call me. But, you know, now you can call we me. We don't know that. Yeah, well, you know, you call me whatever you want. But <laughs> at the end, you're going to call me right. <laughs> so. Well, and, and, like, and like, this is how you really know it's fucking real. Even the Wall Street Journal, they're going off on it. Okay, this, uh, this headline reads, this is Fox News headline. It says, uh, Wall Street Journal Blast Blinken, Intel officials, media for spreading false Hunter Biden laptop letters. This is exactly what I'm talking about, bro. So these people were all complicit in the spreading of the narrative in the first place. So now they're backing off because they're like, fuck, I don't want to get implicated in this. Yeah. And you're going to see everybody fucking jump shit. That's this week, the next the next month or so, I think it's going to be really fucking weird. Dude, it's going to get real weird. I just want to read this statement. This is from the- You see what I'm saying about that? 100%. The Wall Street Journal has been pushing that narrative. So yeah. now they're trying to remove, uh, you know, I guess- Because I, I know this-, this They want to be able to say, the minute we knew, we stopped. We and, corrected. Right. Because, yeah. dude, they know what the punishment for this is eventually going to be. Yeah. This is So this is from the editorial board from the Wall Street Journal, right? This is a, a collective- uh, uh, Memo, I guess you could call it. This mm -hmm. is their statement. It says, quote, intelligence officials, former as well as current, have a particular duty not to spread disinformation because they have access to classified information that the public can't check. The press overwhelmingly went along with the false Biden campaign claims because it wanted Mr. Biden to win. These 51 officials have done more to damage the credibility of the CIA and FBI than anything Donald Trump has said. Ditto for the complicit media. The, Holy the, shit. Yeah, but this, and that's in the Washington, uh, Wall, Wall Street, Street Journal. Journal. So, dude, now you're going to see them all jump ship. And this fucking shit is going to turn fast. Like, bro, this, guys, this is big. <laughs> it, it's big because it could lead to the potential removal of the fucking swamp, what Trump calls it, which is basically the communist infestation that lives inside of our government that is bought and paid for by communist countries who are doing communist country bidding starting way back. Who knows where it started, but the first time I noticed it was when Obama came around and started talking socialist shit, right? That's where it started. We started to warm up to the idea then. And over the last, you know, fucking 15 years, 16 years, whatever it's been, it's been consistent progression, progression, progression. And then their plan has fucking failed because people are not buying it. So like they're they're in a fucking pickle right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that that's how I see it. And this isn't just like this isn't Biden. See, 
they're starting to realize that the truth is already out and most people are understanding it. And most people understand that COVID was a coordinated fucking psyop weaponization of their power, Mm -hmm. okay, against the people of the globe for profit and more importantly for control so that they could create the one world government based around environment, which is really based around we're rich as fuck and you all are peasants. Okay, they don't know what to do with us, bro. Mm. That's why they make this fucking narrative up about overpopulation. We're not overly populated. Our birth rates are declining at record fucking pace. In two generations, the society's going to collapse because there's not enough fucking people. All right, so you half the man. Yeah, so, so they off. base it around overpopulation and environment and shit like that, but it has nothing to do with that. It has about it's about depopulating the world so that a very small amount of people can control the entire world more easily and effectively. And I think they've crossed the line and they realize they can't do it, at least at this time. And they're going to fucking, they're going to hang these people, a few of these people out to dry and get the hammer. Just a small little, this is a small little tip for you guys. Uh, The whole idea of the, the ecology bullshit, go, go, go research who founded ecology and just get back to us. Just let us know in the comments. I don't know. Um, just a little tip there for you guys. Um, you'll be surprised. Yeah. So, I mean, I, th- I say foot, I say we keep the foot on the gas, these motherfuckers, and just keep going. Well, listen, man. You know, there's still a lot of people, like, listening to this show that don't want to ruffle feathers. Well, hey, these motherfuckers don't have no problem ruffling your fucking feathers, do they? They don't have any problem devaluing your currency, making it harder for you to live. They don't have a problem for dividing you against your neighbor for your political beliefs. They don't have a problem with imposing their will in terms of experimental medicines that you have to take in order to even have a fucking job. They don't have any problem doing anything that they need to do to you and your life and affect your life in a negative way to get what they want. You don't have the fucking courage to speak the fuck up and it's allowing it to happen. Okay, so ruffle some motherfucking feathers, bro. Get, speak what you believe to be true. Okay, and this will all end much quicker and it will continue, it will cease to exist. It would have, this would have happened, this, it had this, had people woken up in 2020, okay, we would still be on the path of the best economy that we ever had. We would still be moving up that curve. Manufacturing would be back in the United States at a higher level because of the trade tariffs that were put on China. We wouldn't have all of our military equipment over in fucking Europe. We wouldn't have depleted oil reserves. We wouldn't have an inflated dollar. We wouldn't have interest rates at the highest level they've been in I don't even know how long. We wouldn't have any of that shit. We wouldn't have this crazy fucking crime shit. We wouldn't have this oversensitive racial division inside the United States of America. We, wouldn't, we would not have any of this shit. We'd be moving the right direction. And everybody's starting to realize that. Everybody's starting to realize, oh shit, they really fucked us up. And so that makes this, these people are in a very bad position. Notice that you don't hear much from the fucking people in your life right now who are, you know, the AOC fucking far left fans. They ain't saying shit, are they? No, <laughs> no, they're not. You know, it's all, fem- all that feminist shit they've been fucking talking for 10 fucking years. And you motherfuckers are staying quiet now while dudes win national championships and girls fucking swimming. And you're for women? You're full of shit. Yeah, you're it could be one yeah. or the other. Mm-hmm. You don't get to be both there. <laughs> yeah. Bro, if those people actually gave a fuck about women, they would be leading the charge. 
against the transgender fucking sports shit. No doubt. They would be the They would be leading the charge of men not being allowed, whether they wear a wig or women's clothes in a woman's private area. Like, I can't ever, like, dude, I can't even comprehend. I can't even comprehend me saying, oh, you know what? I'm a woman and walking into like our female locker room here. Like, I can't even, like, think of feeling so entitled that you get to walk into a women's locker room and see women changing and, you know, like the shit that is meant for private. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, think of that. And that's actually happening. That happened everywhere. And then you have a certain segment of women because they're so bought in on the progressive Kool-Aid, they're cheering for it. More dicks. Than and they're saying, oh, yeah. they're saying I'm a feminist. You're not a feminist, bro, because a feminist stands for pro-woman. Well, what is a feminist? Well, yeah, <laughs> you, know you, can't, you can't even be a feminist because you can't define a woman. Yeah, you just, you but just, the point is, yeah. is that feminism is, is about women empowerment mm -hmm. and women empowerment is not like running off on the Internet and being a fucking whore. Women empowerment is strong, independent, capable to do what men do, equal citizen, which all is true. Like real feminism that like says women are equal to men and like those like that's there's validity there. But like this shit where you're advocating for all this crazy shit because you're so bar bought into a side, it discredits everybody, bro. Everybody's full of shit. Everybody. Yeah. Everybody. Your little political shit for the last 15 years, you're bitching and complaining and fucking cancel culture bullshit. It means nothing anymore. Fucking cancel everybody, bro. It doesn't matter. No, because your shit doesn't hold any water. It never has. And people are seeing it. The only thing that's going to get canceled now is this, all this anti-American shit, like putting a, a, a trans dude on a fucking beer can where all the fucking drinkers are like red, white, and blue American type people. Yeah. That just ain't with that shit, man. They just want to drink beer. They don't want They don't want to shit shoved down their throat. I bet most of those people, honestly, don't really give two fucks about if you want to be trans or not. But they don't want you in a women's locker room. They don't want you in your shaking your dicks in front of kids. They don't want you fucking doing none of that shit. Other than that, like, no, I don't think anybody cares. I really don't. So, like, we just want to drink beer and be left the fuck alone and not have to pay 50, 60, 70% all in tax after everything's accounted for. It'd be nice. Yeah. Not too much. Well, <laughs> listen, that's going to happen in my lifetime, motherfucker. Because the stealing of this fucking money of all of ours to go fucking steal it and do whatever the fuck they want and come out of office... I am going to make it my fucking mission to get every single fucking American behind that. And politics is downstream of culture, okay? And that means if the culture demands it, the politicians will abide because they have to, okay? So get on that fucking low-tax shit. These motherfuckers waste our money, they steal our money, they send our money overseas, and then funnel it back into their political campaigns and maintain power and continue to oppress us over and over and over again. And that's our fucking money doing that to ourselves. Demand accountability. Make us spend it wisely. Ban fucking lobbying, ban backdoor deals, term limits, all laws that are passed have to be abided by. There is no diplomatic immunity. All of these things, we have to make the people who serve in our government abide by the rules they pass and, and answer to the people who fucking voted them in again. And the only way that's going to happen is some true patriotic Americans, which I believe we have inside there now, but more of them get in there and change these laws. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see, man. Yeah. Guys, that was uh, our third and final headline of this time for our final segment of the show. As always, we have thumbs up or dumb as fuck. That's where we show an article, we read through it, and we'll get one of those two options. So, with that being said, our article headline reads 
legendary Plymouth Rapid Transit System muscle car unearthed after 47 years. Andy, I know you're somewhat of a car guy yourself, right? Yeah. You like cars. Yeah. I might have a problem. <laughs> I might have a problem. Yeah. So uh, I thought this was a pretty cool story, man. So, so uh, this article reads, it says, uh, it's definitely not coach class. A one-of-a-kind Plymouth muscle car has been unearthed after being hidden away for 46 years. The Rapid Transit System 1970 Plymouth Cuda was one of four custom cars built for a caravan of speed promotional tour. Uh, Plymouth commissioned Hot Wheels designer Harry Bradley to pin special versions of several of its models to highlight the brand's performance image and sent them around the country to car shows and events. Uh, the others have shown up in collections and at car auctions in the years since. But until this month, the Cuda hadn't been seen since 1976. YouTube channel Auto Archaeology uh, documented the uncovering of the car, uh, which has been stored in a garage all those years. Its current owner, who remains anonymous, purchased it and drove it for a few weeks before putting it away in storage. The coupe remains all original including the 440 cubic inch six barrel V8 engine and has just 967 miles on its odometer. Uh, the car is equipped with a spare tire on the left front, but still has its original full size wheel and tire, which is damaged and flat. Uh, it is now being put up for sale at the Mecham auctions event in Indianapolis on May 20th. Mecham hasn't offered an estimate on its value, but if the other rapid transit system cars or anything to go by, it will be well into the six-figure range. Here are a couple of pictures. Tell me what you think. It'll be more than that. Yeah. Is that the actual car? That this is the actual car. No. That's fucking badass, dude. That's fucking badass. Yeah, that's going to go for seven figures. That's not going to be a six-figure car. I, I can almost guarantee that. That thing is fucking nasty. Yeah. That's, that's a, a crazy color combo, too. I love it. I think it's fucking awesome. Totally 1972. You know, 1970 also, not 1972. I like the... 1972 uh, would have worse, worse body lines than that. Yeah. But I, I like the, the front of it, man. Like, just the, the way that yeah, the bumper, but, the paint goes down up under it. Like, that's beautiful. After 1970, all the styling changed on all the cars, and they're all, for the most part, the, the Chevelle went to a single headlight, which didn't fuck it up too much. Mm -hmm. But, like, all the other cars got super weird looking. Like, the 70s, mm -hmm. bro, they were doing too much drugs. Like Is that what it was? Yes. <laughs> like too much. Like you had just enough at like 69 and then yeah. even 70 because I think the greatest muscle car of all time, in my opinion, 1970 Chevelle SS 454 um, Super Sport LS6. I have one. Yeah, right. So right. it's, I think it's the coolest muscle car ever. Now everybody's got their flavor. Yeah. But after 1970, the Chevelle got less and less good looking and then so did everybody else. Yeah. Let me ask you this, because I do like, I feel like, and you know, we, I, I've been able to meet a, a few other car guys, you know, because of you. Cars are awesome. I dude. feel like this is a common theme though, right? Like these are like, they, they tend to be these old guys, old people, and they have these vehicles just been sitting for years. Man, they don't tell anybody. There's, they don't, there's so why many, is that? Dude, there's just so much. Cause like, dude, the reason why is because car culture is so inclusive that it attracts all different kinds of people. Mm. So like, dude, no one gives a fuck at a car meet whether you're fucking black or white or Democrat or Republican, no one gives a fuck. Do you like cars? Me too. Let's right. look at this cool car. Right. Let's take a ride in it. Like, it's just cool. And, and it really unifies people in a special way. And so, like, one of the unique components of that culture is that you have, like, 
the remnants, uh, like sometimes it's like the remnants of a car person in that family tree, right? Like a grandpa loved cars, but mm. you know, he passed away and it's been sitting in my garage. My car, my Chevelle, um, came off of a farm in Alabama. Really? Yeah. So like it came off of a I farm. Yeah. And I had it completely rebuilt. So like, you know, That's how a does a 1970 thing. true LS6 end up in a fucking field of a farm? You see what I'm saying? So there's all kinds of cool stories. And one of the coolest things about cars is the stories behind how they got there or how you got them. And people that don't understand cars or the car culture, they look at cars and they think like, oh, he's just trying to show off. Well, yeah, that's part of it. It's cool as fuck. Like showing up to a restaurant, driving something that no one else has, no one else has seen, is fucking cool. And I hope you get to experience it one day. Actually, that's why I do most of this content so that you could potentially do that. I think it's awesome. But the point is, um, is that really, dude, what, what cars are about is, is about expressing your unique tastes or individuality and appreciation for the car. And that transcends all other beliefs. So like, you know, it's one of the reasons I'm so excited to start doing car content on YouTube um, because I know it will help people find common interests and, and, and cool stuff. And if you're not into cars, cool too. But like the culture of car community, bro, is, I think it's one of my favorite parts about the whole thing. Yeah. You know, the See, stories I, behind the cars and the, and the dude, like, 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 dude, I got this F40, right? I got the 1991 F40. It was found in a barn in Sicily. All right. It stayed, in, it was in this barn for like 30 years. We found it had it rebuilt. That's how I got it. It has 600 miles on it. All right. So like, that's a fucking story, dude. You know what I mean? Like all these cars have stories and all these cars have history and all these cars, things miss, miss, they, they mean something. And I don't know, like anything cars, bro, I'm fucking into. I think this is cool as fuck. I think that car's cool as fuck. I might be bidding on the motherfucker. I was going to ask my next question. Like, so it's badass. Are we going to Indianapolis for this Mika auction? <laughs> it might be a remote bidder. But I mean, it's, I guarantee, I, no, I won't buy that car. Real talk. <laughs> I don't have any room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that, I think that's probably a seven figure car. Yeah. It's yeah. fucking sweet, dude. Cudas yeah. are badass, bro. Yeah, like, I, and I like all of them too. I'm not one of these guys that's like, like, you know, Chevy or Ford. Like, I, like, bro, I think they're all cool in their own right. Like, you know, there's been some really cool fucking muscle cars made. You know, 67 Mustang, which everybody knows. You guys all call it Eleanor. It's not a fucking Eleanor. It's a Shelby Mustang. Eleanor came from the movie uh, Gone in 60 Seconds. It's a kit. It's not a real fucking car. Mm. Okay? Uh, you got the 70 Chevelle. You got the, the 69 Camaros. You got, uh, you know, the old Lincolns, like the old Impalas. I mean, GTOs every year, like every fucking single year they were made are awesome. Like old Cutlass. Like, dude, there's so many cool fucking cars that are out there. Um, and once you start understanding the differences and like, I don't know, it's like an addicting thing. It's, it's something I'm very fortunate and, and, and uh, thankful to be a part of. Yeah. You know, so I can't, I'm, I'm looking forward to sharing it with people. I think it's going to be fucking dope. <clears throat> Yeah, so so what we got on this? <clears throat> oh fuck, this is badass, bro. Thumbs this up. isn't thumbs up. This is like five thumbs up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, see that liberal math I did there. <laughs> math is racist. Yeah, so that's I right. It. I get it. That's right. That's why I had to say it's five. <laughs> five thumbs up. <laughs> well, guys, Andy, that is all I got, man. All right, guys, uh, don't be a hoe. Share the show. Sleeping on the floor, now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in the cold. Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll, can't fold.
Missile, no headshot, case closed.